Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Don, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Very good. Good morning, Greg. Good morning, Brian. My man, Don Cricky. You have no idea who I am, but I am a huge fan of yours and have talked about you with my boss. He and I are similar age and just grew up listening to you call NFL games and more specifically the Orange Bowl, some just iconic matchups in, in that bowl game, you and Bob Trumpy. And what's the key to your longevity? That's what I want to know, first of all. Well, first of all, I do know who you are, a Texas linebacker and a darn good one. Oh, well, well, thank you, sir. <laughs> and also a high school All-American in Lubbock, Texas. See? How am I doing so far? <laughs> keep, keep going, baby. You're on the road. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you know, the same, the same thing that uh, it's, you know, first of all, if we didn't do this, guys, we'd have to have a job, right? Yeah. So um, I think the best way to keep going is just to make every game the most important one you've done. Like you guys try to make every show you do the most important one you've done. Everything's important. It's all new. And uh, I think, you know, respecting your audience because the audience is now – have so much access to information, you've got to really be on your toes and working at it to give them stuff they might not know. This is true. Now, I know this may difficult be difficult for you to answer, though, but of all those Orange Bowls you did, which ones stand out? I, I'm envisioning right now the Hurricanes versus uh, Nebraska and the Jeff Smith. I think they were going for two there at the end of the ball game. Of course, didn't get in, and Miami and Jimmy Johnson win the national title. But which one stands out to you? I would say that one. You know, that one gets played back the most on ESPN Classic. You know, Nebraska started the day as the only unbeaten team. It was the 83 season. It was the 84 Orange Bowl, January of 84. And Nebraska went in the, in the afternoon. Numbers two and three both got beat. So it was number four Miami against number one Nebraska. And, of course, if Nebraska had kicked the extra point and got in a tie in the game, there was no playoff then, uh, they would have been the only unbeaten team who won a national championship, but Tom Osborne, to his credit, went for it, didn't get it. So the Hurricanes won their first national title. But that's probably the one you get. I get asked about the most. That was uh, it's it's a very memorable game, that's for sure. When you show up and you call a game, a home game for Notre Dame, and you think about the longevity of your career, and the, the I've only been there a couple times, but it just feels like you're going back into the past at a Notre Dame home game. When you when you show up there, do you feel like it's the it's the same thing every time, even though you've been doing it for so many years that the sports world has changed so much? But that Notre Dame home game, you could be in either 1975 or 2017. You know that's absolutely true, Greg. It, uh, I went to school there, and family members have gone there. I've got a grandson there now, and uh, but you know it's it's like going home away, like it would be for Brian to go back to Texas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's a great place to go to. It's a great tradition, but they've got a big game this week. It's kind of an elimination game because uh, both USC and Notre Dame are hoping to play their way in with a winning streak down the stretch to the final four in college football. But the loser on Saturday night is not going to get there because no two-loss team ever has. The USC is 6-1 and one going in, and Notre Dame's 5-1. and one. So it's, um, it's a very big game, that's for sure. Now, Don, do you foresee – 
the the Winbush at quarterback uh, being the Winbush we saw versus Michigan State or the Winbush we've seen for pretty much the rest of the season, a 50% passer. He was 70% in that, that Michigan State ball game. They were getting the ball out of his hands quickly. And of course, they were still able to run. I just can't see them being a, a, a one-trick pony going up against uh, this USC defense. Well, that, that's a good point. It, it, uh, there's no question. Greg uh, Wimbush, though, is, uh, is a wonderful player. I live in New mm-hmm. Jersey, and he was a high school star here. And there's coaches in New Jersey that say he's the best high school player they ever saw in New Jersey. Uh, he has not had a lot of playing time at Notre Dame. Uh, I think he's going to be a lot better this week. I know he's had a very good two weeks of practice. Irish had a bye, but he's got just an extraordinary ability and great leadership qualities. So, but going against USC, you better have those things, or you're not going to win. I think he's going to be. Uh, I think he's going to have a big game Saturday night. But Notre Dame's big game. They've gone back to old time football, Brian. They're they're running mm-hmm. the ball first. Yeah, they average over 300 yards a game rushing. Uh, they've you know rushed for 23 touchdowns, and they're running first. And uh, as opposed to Brian Kelly wanting to throw all the time, well, they've got a new coordinator in now, and the running game has really helped them. They've been a much. They're a much much better team than last year. Gio and Jones with Don Cricky across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Brian Kelly caught a lot of flack for a press conference after the Georgia loss, and a lot of people were saying, you know, maybe he's a little bit too hot-headed and all these things, these criticism. Well, your interactions with Brian Kelly, what type of man, what type of coach is he? I tell you, he's a very good guy. He, he really is. And what the guy does for charity, they don't talk about, but he's got a foundation called Kelly Cares. And I don't know how much money he raises through it, which he gives away pretty much anonymously through his foundation. So he does not have the best image on the sideline, you know, yelling at players because he's got the uh, Irish temper, I guess you'd call it. But uh, he's a very good person, I think, and he's now tempering that down. And he's a, very, he's a winning football coach. You know, he's won national championships on the Division II level. Uh, but I, I think Brian Kelly's a real stand-up guy whose temper has gotten the better of him. And certainly the cameras have captured it. But uh, I'd say good coach and good person. And, and that's interesting to me, Don, because I, I, I went to bat for him early on in his career there at Notre Dame, and some folks had come after him about his behavior, histrionics there on the sideline. And yet other coaches, Nick Saban comes to mind, and I know he's winning these championships and, 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 and beat uh, Notre Dame for one of those uh, titles back in 2012. But it, it's interesting that Brian Kelly gets beat over the head about how he behaves on the sideline and certain others don't. Uh, right. Double standard. <laughs> yeah, well, he got off to a bad start. They kept showing it over and over, and he was yelling at a guy. And, uh, you know, he learned from it. But, yeah, Nick is, Nick's kind of fed up with the media now, too. But, you know, you can be fed up with anybody you want if you're winning like he is. Right. Um, and he, and, as you know, Brian, he and Belichick are very close. He worked for Bill Belichick at Cleveland as his D coordinator. So he, he approaches the media a lot like Bill Belichick does. A limited amount of information comes out, and he knows he has to do it, but it's like uh, going for root canal when they're in a press conference. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Notre Dame, when they're playing well, tends to get a little bit overrated because of the strong fan base and – how desperately they want to be on the top of the college football world. Uh, what do you think about this team right now and, and the way they've played post the Georgia loss? Um, are they deserving of all the attention that they've been getting leading up to this game at US, uh, against USC? Well, Greg, they're definitely a, 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 they're a very good team, Notre Dame. People don't know it yet. But I go, I did the NFL for 47 years. Uh, most of them had the great association with CBS and Sean McManus and all those people. But... Uh, so I, I know a lot of scouts, 
I know there's going to be over 40 NFL scouts at this game Saturday night. So I get to talk to professional Italian evaluators, and there's probably more uh, potential NFL players on this Notre Dame team than they've had in maybe almost since uh, Leahy in the 40s when everybody was a, a potential NFL player. But they've got talent. They've got their, I think their offensive line from tackle to tackle, a guy told me they look like NFL starters to him down the line. That's why they're running so well. But then you get in with USC. I mean, you know, a lot of USC players don't do well in, in the pros because they don't play. They play on a more of an even field. Nobody gets the five-star players, and I guess Alabama does now. But as far as the highest-rated high school players, USC is unbelievable. I mean, you're a five-star quarterback handing off to a five-star running back who's running behind a five-star left tackle. And, you know, they, they have the cream of the crop, uh, USC, more than anybody, I think, until this run by Alabama. But Notre Dame has great talent right now. I mean, really good players, and that's showing up. Don, that, that cream of the crop is that wide receiver Deontay Burnett has really availed himself as a go-to guy for Sam Darnold. And Darnold coming off a game, his first game of the season, where he doesn't throw a pick. This secondary of Notre Dame, how do they match up against the passing game of USC? Well, I think, I think that's the matchup, Ryan. I think uh, Darnold's, uh, he, he's probably like college football's Aaron Rodgers as far as winning games on a last drive. Uh, before Aaron got hurt, uh, I think Notre Dame's got a, you know, that's a big challenge for Notre Dame. Their secondary is okay. It's certainly, I don't think, full of uh, future NFL players. There's a couple there, but that's, that's going to be the matchup. Can they stop, hold Darnold down? And the bigger matchup, I think, can the USC's defense stop Notre Dame running? I don't mm-hmm. think they can. Yeah. And I'm not sure Notre Dame's pass defense can stop Darnold. So I think we're looking at a shootout. Geo and Jones with legendary play-by-play man Don Cricky. He'll be calling Notre Dame-USC on the radio on Saturday night. Uh, I remember listening to you be the sports guy on IMIS and even going to YouTube and listening to some of those clips. And to think that how different it is to be doing play-by-play and then also be a part of a show like that is that a difficult transition because all i know is doing talk shows and and joking around but it's different deal when you're doing play-by-play than have to do something like that on a show like that was that hard for you to do Uh, not really greg you know it's all part of the same great business i've been doing a morning radio i was on uh john gambling on wor for 20 years and he had the number one rated show in the country for those uh, for years and years and then i miss his you know, another different type of guy as far as what he does on the air, but he's an un- unbelievable talent. So they're very these guys that are so good that have the ratings like uh, they're very easy to work with. I mean, you could say I got nothing to say today, and they'd make something good out of it. And uh, <laughs> you know, they're uh, I, I didn't say that to them, but they they can play off anything. <laughs> yeah. But no, it wasn't hard. You know, I, I I still go back to you know if we weren't doing this, you guys in the same boat, we'd have to get jobs. This is true. So you you see a close one there in South Bend. I I think it's going to be a close one as well. Now, this O-line, and and you're right, these guys are huge. They get off the bus. They look like football players. You take notice for for Notre Dame. Now, they had trouble with the speed of Georgia, not necessarily the physicality of of Georgia, but definitely the speed. Have they shored up that problem? I think they're trying. I mean, I I don't think people knew how good Georgia was. I Mm -hmm. mean, they might give Alabama all they can handle in the SEC championship game, I think. Uh, Georgia's really good, yeah. man. They've got, I don't know, the Lorenzo Carter, I never heard a word about him, a 6'6", 245 outside linebacker, D-end. Yep. Man, I mean, he's, 
if that guy's in an NFL Pro Bowl, I don't know who is. And they've got speed all over the field. And then Nick, uh, uh, he told me that, though, one time, that to Saban, when he, he'd been at Michigan State, then he went to LSU. And I saw him, I said, what, what's the big difference? He said, speed. He said, the yeah. Southeast Conference faster than the Big Ten. It's funny because Brian wants to talk about football. I want to talk about your radio career. Let's do it. Your your whole career, TV career, too. (laughs) Um, Your favorite thing that you've done in in your career, is it calling Notre Dame football, or is there something else that you would put slightly above it? Well, you know, I think, Greg, uh, football has been the thing that I've, you know, I did the NFL for 47 straight years uh, on network, So, and I'm fortunate enough to be in the Hall of Fame. They've got the Pete Rozelle Award, but... I'd have to put football, broadcasting football first, but really it's whatever's whatever on your plate that day. I mean, the the basketball I've loved, uh, the Olympic Games, tremendous. Uh, I mean, I try to make everything. I, I love all of it. You love preparing <laughs> like you guys do. That's as much fun as doing the games. How uh, much did but, you love those long-ass Orange Bowl halftimes back in the day? Well, you'd get a rest anyway, right? <laughs> It'd be 35 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. They were really – I've done 14 Orange Bowls and a lot of them for the national championship when they had the great – you know, there was then the Big 8 when it would go to yeah. the Orange Bowl, and it was usually either Nebraska or Oklahoma, and they were unbelievable teams. And then they played somebody that was great and uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, it seemed like starting the game all over after halftime, though. I mean, they were so long, but we would tune in because we had nothing else to watch. Well, <laughs> I mean, well, the halftime was, we would, the game – it was like the Super Bowl halftimes. You know, coaches have been to the Super Bowl. They go through, you know, they have like a 40-minute halftime. These guys have to stretch again and yeah. uh, start all over. You've got to start your engine again after those long. That's too much rest. <laughs> uh, and that, that was the case with the Orange Bowl teams. I mean, the Nebraska and, or- and Oklahoma knew how to handle it. But those long, uh, long halftimes took some of the steam out of people. They lost their mojo. Vince Scully, the greatest play-by-play man ever? Well, he's certainly one of them. You know, you learn from different guys. Uh, I, you know, he he's fantastic, Vince, uh, and, and he was you know he was as good when he was ninety as he was when he started. Hmm. I mean, he's an amazing guy, and he and he, he could still be doing it. But he, you know, he just got. I think the travel got to him. But I would say of of all the announcers, uh, you know, I think of of uh, of one announcer. If I could pick what he said and how he said it over a lot of years. I think Dick Enberg's as good as anybody I've heard. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought Mel Allen was great doing baseball. I used to hear him doing the Yankee games back in Buffalo, New York, where I'm from. And, uh, I mean, I learned to do play-by-play, listening to a guy named Bill Mazur, who did college basketball oh, wow. in Buffalo and came to New York. Yeah, I know so Bill Mazur. a lot of different people. And the big thing I did early, somebody told me, you know, uh, get smart people that know the business better than you do to critique you. So I would drive up to Chicago with a tape of a Notre Dame game, and uh, he'd get some kind, he'd break it down for me. But you learn from that, so they, that's the big thing. But your audience tells you how good you are, and your sponsorships does. Uh, you guys have listeners because the show is good. Talking to Don Cricky on CBS Sports Radio, what about the young guys now? Is there one that you admire in the game now more than the others? You mean as an announcer? Yeah. Oh, I think, you know, I think they're all, uh, you know, you don't, it, it, it's, you know what, Brian, it's like playing. I mean, if I see you on the CBS network, I mean, you guys do a great job with that studio show. If you didn't, you know what will happen. They'd get somebody else. I mean, they're very fair about it. Uh, but, you know, it's like playing. If you're not delivering the goods, uh, they do have another guy waiting. So I think most everybody that's on the air, 
uh, is pretty good that's been on for a length of time. I respect what they're doing. I used to think guys that did like the CBS pregame NFL show just got on there and sat down. Okay, you're going to talk about this for a little while. It was timed out to the second I found out. I mean, it was a very precise, you know, like you're doing a studio show, Brian. I'm sure they say you got about 15 seconds now yep. to give an opinion here. People don't realize that. It's all of it's very, uh, it's timed out and all of it's tough, all of it's preparation. That, that's interesting you say that, Don, because Gus Malzahn, we had him on the set with us a couple of years ago, and every time we see him, now, that's the first thing he says. I, he just starts shaking his head. I, I just didn't know it was that difficult. I didn't know it was that right, difficult. It but my, my last question to you, Don, uh, is this. Uh, how jacked are you when you walk into that stadium each Saturday? I, I know I, I get excited heading in the studio, especially when we got a big matchup on, on the docket, and I, I'm sure the same happens to you. Oh, no question. I mean, it's every. I mean, I've been you know looking forward to this game for I don't know how long. And everybody, I must. I work with Alan Pinkett, who was a great back mm-hmm. in Notre Dame, and a real hero out there. And he's the same way. I mean, he said, you know, it, it never gets old. Uh, he was Notre Dame's leading rusher for a number of years. Somebody finally surpassed him. But it's always new. It's always great. Every game is a challenge for the teams. It's a challenge for the announcers. It's a, it's a world of excitement. I think that's what keeps the adrenaline flowing and. Well, we all love doing it. You're never going to retire, right? <laughs> well, I mean, what would I do? Go to games? <laughs> yeah, I don't... That's a good point. <laughs> it's, uh... No, it's a, it's a good way to, you know, it's a great life. Don, it was really an honor talking to you. Yes, Have was. fun calling the game. I know you will on Saturday night. Thanks for the time. Well, this I've morning. enjoyed you guys on the air a lot, and it's a great show, and people at CBS recognize that, and lots of continued success to you. Thanks, Don. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.